well, good Bluetooth is a game changer, but my little one that I bought, which Google said was the best one on the market ever in the history of the planet. Yeah. Some little Plantronics thing. I've just given up on all the little ones. Well, it's like I talked to 10 people throughout the course of the day and every single day there were two people who would tell me it wasn't working, Becky and my dad. Yeah. And then, which means the rest of the people were just dealing with it without telling me. Right. So then I got the one that you have. I think you have a bigger one though. It's, it's a model you had, and it was it was it looked it was bigger than the one I used. The worst part it's the about one model up from yours was I would call, I I'd say hello hello like I could tell you picked up the phone and all of a sudden you're like answer and I'm like <laughs> that's the and new like, one I'm here what what what's we going we almost on? got in a fight one time over yes. that because I was yelling at my Bluetooth I was like answer <laughs> you don't and just, she's it's... like I'm here stop yelling at me <laughs> like, I was talking to the what? Bluetooth I didn't hear a question so you then we're already mad the at each other because she thought I yelled at her and I'm mad because I'm mad at my Bluetooth. You don't just hit it the button. Was... I hit the button and then it says... Like, There's something in the program. Say programming. answer to answer or ignore to ignore and I'm like, uh, I already fucking tried to answer. You should get the dumber down version that I got. I don't... It, it And then it seals my ear real tight so my... It took a while to get it, used to that. It, yeah, it's too big. I can't yeah. just shove it in my coat pocket. I had to get... I Well, it, I had to. Sitting in the plow... I need both hands, and I, I can't yeah. do the shoulder thing. It, it just doesn't work. Yeah, especially when you're on the phone all yeah. the time. You know where you get the best Bluetooth headsets at? Truck stops. Yeah. Yes. That's well, where I got this one originally, and then I've replaced it a few times. And the good ones come in the glass case in the back <laughs> yeah. of yes. the truck stop. <laughs> With yep. the, like, the blue lights shining down on them? <laughs> yeah, it is annoying because it's bigger. So I, I hook it on my pocket, and then it just And you don't there. snag it and break that thing? That's why I'm on my third one. Yeah. Oh, okay. You rip okay. your piece off or something. But, but the little ones too, I've lost. You just lose them. I've lost you five just, of those in they, the last three years. You set them years. somewhere and they're gone. Yeah. But they're, what, 70 bucks? Yeah. Which, which sucks to just, lose, I but every time it. I can't find it, I'm like, oh, whatever, Amazon, buy now. Yep. Love me some Amazon. We make tractors with Bluetooth capability. You do? Who's we? Who are you? Whose voice is that? Who's here? John Deere. John? John, you're here right now? <laughs> We've got Sam with us. What's Sam's last name? Do we? Is that public knowledge? No, I know it. Not publicly arable. Okay. We've got Sam here. It's Paul. Sam Deere. Sam Deere. Sam the tillage man. Tillage Sim- specialist Sam. Yep. Sam the Tillage Man Paulson. You might recognize recognize his voice from some of our YouTube videos. Yeah, he's been in, well... Two of them clearly this fall. Was there more than that this fall? Two of this? Three. Three this fall? Yeah, we put the true set on the 2730. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. When you had your little your little Sally gloves. Those neon green gloves. The internet tore you apart about that. He knows. He knows. <laughs> do, you, do you still have them? Of course I still have them. Because <laughs> I'm not going to throw away a pair They're of good nice gloves. gloves. <laughs> that's right. They're neon green. They'd make a, a great addition to any you Halloween won't, costume. You won't lose them. That's the best part about them. Plus, they fit right in the toolbox. You in the have back a baby on the way? Save those for your kid. Are you having a boy? He's especially going to need neon green gloves. He's not going to be able to wear those gloves uh, if it were a boy, of course. Oh, we're having uh, a girl. Until he's about, uh, you know, 22 because they're humongous. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, look at this. Look at you. Like, you had to be pretty humongous from the beginning. Yeah, he'll fit into those gloves when he's like, Come on now. So I'm six foot three. Do you do you see the YouTube comments 
from people asking like, am I four foot eight or is Sam a giant? And Sam is a giant for they those They were of you also listening. asking how tall. They thought Zach was a giant when I got on the videos and they saw how short I was. Right. So, yes, yeah, Zach is a giant and then Sam is like extra giant. Yes. This is a secret that I don't think Zach would want revealed, but Zach actually is about five foot one. And Becky, you're about three foot six. <laughs> but I no! wear a lot of high heels. I wear steel toed high heels every day. A lot of upward camera angles. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam is the tillage specialist for what our region, your regional. What's your title? I am uh, a tillage product specialist. Uh, I work with the dealers that are in Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota mostly. And, and I, I get to work with John Deere tillage equipment every day, which, you know, I, really unbiased opinion here, but we make the best tillage equipment on the market. Um, so that makes my job a little easier, but I, my job is to, to work with our dealers directly and, and go out to customer places. And, and Zach, you're a customer, uh, Randy, you're a customer and, and I go out to customer places. I work with my dealers. I, I help train dealers, but I, I try to instill the confidence in them that we have the best tillage equipment on the market. And I'm, I'm confident that with our core, you know, so our field cultivators, rippers, chisel plows, vertical tillage equipment, high speed discs, um, those Small are all board piece- plows. Moldboard plows, yes. So many questions, but wait a minute. First of all, no. He was on a good salesman rattle there. I know, but it's just worth noting that this is not a John Deere sponsored podcast. Oh, it is. It is worth noting. Sam is just. Just worth noting. Sam is here. I'm but, just, cause, I'm but just. That he's, was a smooth, a lot. he's a smooth talker, right? I mean, seriously, how many different types of tillage are there? Do you know? Wait, no, hold on. As long as we're jumping around here for a second, this is not a John Deere sponsored podcast. This is, however, a podcast sponsored by Farmers Business Network. And everybody looks Hello. at me a lot. Like, Randy just stares at me awkward, like, all right, here he goes. I, I want to see, the... see where this goes. <laughs> I had nothing after that. I know. I was, that's what I learned. <laughs> hoping you were going to kick in. Going to fire you. Well, or, uh, well, it's not even Tom or Todd or whatever his name Tom is. Tom Todd. Yeah, Tom Todd. Yeah. FBN Tom Todd. Yeah. Travis. Tabitha. T- Tina? Yeah. Tad. Mm- that's he's it. driving around in his Tad. blacked out Dodge Ram. Oh, he traded that actually. He Trixie. has something else now. Today, Trixie. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. He called yesterday. He was driving down to get it. He called me this morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he you was better mad. tell me so I don't shoot him when you're gone. That's true. I need to know the official sales Todd, you make sure vehicles. You, yeah, Tasha. you make sure you <laughs> <laughs> Sam's still over there trying to come up with team names. <laughs> but anyway, we're Randy and I are going to Omaha and this should be airing. Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, sad news, we, guys. We I am not going. I know I promised that I would be oh, there, we and we were going to record a podcast, but I have to fulfill motherly duties, and I can't go. Well, let's just let's just lay this out. So Mrs. Millennial Farmer will not be at F2F in Omaha this week, which is really sad, but the silver lining is that there nobody's no going to put me to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to you all. Sally, can I apologize early for my hangover on Thursday morning? I'm going to have Sally on my speed dial. I'm going to hire her. You really need to. I'm going to be like, Sally, Zach needs to go to bed by 
10 o'clock. Does it start at 6 a.m. again this year? Like I'm my, I have to be down concerned with Sally and Sarah sunny. at like 6.45. I'm especially concerned about the sunny. sunny Purdue interview. I mean, that is a big deal. It is a big deal, but here's the thing. Like, Sarah Mock will be with me, and she knows how to handle that. Yeah, but you are representing all of the farmers. I just make immature America. jokes. That's yeah, my no, job. Yeah, no, you're, no. At Gosh. what time? Uh, eight, eight. I don't. It starts well, early. I mean, I'm sure it's early. I do know testing. the time, but I also don't know. There might be a thing where I'm not supposed to say. Uh, it's in the morning. You you should talk to Charles about that. Like nothing should start till afternoon. Yeah, Charles, can we kick this off at like we want pizza for lunch, and that's when and F2F starts breakfast. every day. Yeah. Do you want to work on your Georgia accent to be a little more relatable when you talk to him? When I talk Is to Is he Sonny? from Georgia? Yeah. Yeah, no. From, yeah, he's from Georgia. Sarah's got that down. She'll handle it. There's so, <laughs> a sunny Purdue highway in Georgia. Hmm. Yeah, because he was... I don't know a lot about sunny. I mean, he was high up on the political spectrum. I think spectrum. he was governor? That's, I wanted to say that, but I, I wasn't sure, so I'm glad you said it with the question mark also. Governor? <laughs> but I think it's a big deal. <laughs> you're interviewing. You're there to ask him questions on behalf of all of the farmers in America, and you better well, represent, or I'm going to be disappointed. Here's what's cool about him and his office, and what what I was told through the grapevine was that they were excited to be somewhere being interviewed by like non traditional people in a non traditional way. Like they've been asked all the questions by the big networks, right? You're not all the political. But I think now well, is non-traditional the time media. to ask them the real questions. Like, what do you? What do the? Like, what do you? What do the farmers really want from that guy, from Sonny? Like, it's your job to get that message to him. I think no pressure. Money. No pressure. Yep. All right. So again, this podcast is sponsored by Farmers Business Network. Sam, continue on your tillage tangent. How many different kinds of tillage are there? Um, I, I last Six. check about a uh, 171. Oh, that was way off. And what's the difference between cultivating and tilling? Cultivating uh, is a form of tilling. It's like a square and a rectangle, right? Cultivating, <laughs> that's where you drill between the rows, right? It is if you're in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's in that. So in certain parts of Minnesota, like a field cultivator, which is what we would call it, on a national level, you know, a 2230 or a 2210 maybe is yep. what guys would be more used to. Uh, if you got a John Deere, that from probably about here south is a digger. Yes. Digger. And from here north, it's a field cultivator. And oh, what is north? a ripper? So, I, would, I was surprised. I would, I would assume yeah, that would, north would have been, I would, I would have actually flip-flopped that, I would have thought. Yeah. So how far down do you go before the digger again becomes a field cultivator? Uh, the Iowa border. Oh, okay. And then just So there's right a 200 there. mile stretch. And then Where if, we you, call it a if you call it a digger, people look like you made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not allowed to use that word anymore. <laughs> we don't call them that around here. So how does one become a what, uh, product tillage specialist, what'd you call? A tillage specialist. Tillage tillage specialist. specialist. It goes by height words. seniority. Perfect. That's, that's good. You had three in there at I, the beginning. I was, tillage product specialist. Yeah. Yep. When I started with Deer, uh, well, I started answering phones with the Green Star call center. I don't know if you ever called them. I have. So that was, you might have, you could have gotten me on the phone in like 2011. Uh, and then I, I, I took a job working with sprayers and tillage equipment. And what did you go to school for? Business management, yes. which fits perfectly. Everything. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to convince our, our, Col- or our high schooler to go to college for. I'm like, business management, you can get a job anywhere doing anything. So many options. Our niece high schooler. Yeah. Not a high schooler we created. 
Correct. Okay, just clarifying. We have a niece high schooler who lives with us. Yes. Yes. So how did you like like sprayers? Um, I, I guess there's probably people out there that like working on sprayers, but did you draw a short You don't, you don't like sprayers? No. Everything, you, all everything, sprayers or just John Deere sprayers? Just sprayers. I just don't like sprayers. Really? Uh, everything you're everything I didn't you're know doing, this about you. Well, everything you're doing, you're working with chemicals, you're 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 there. You're um So far you've wet. said nothing. There's been no answer. It's wet, it's chemicals, it's uh you don't touch a part on it's it. It's not your favorite chemicals. job. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't mind sprayers. It, really? The weather's always nice when you're working on a sprayer. You also never spray. That's your dad's favorite job, isn't it? I like, think so. You can't kick him out of that thing in July. He like, does, Dad, he you doesn't want me, seem to mind. You want me to come there. work? Like, I'll take the day off from the lake. He's like, No, no, I'm, I'm good. Oh, I always hate. Sp- I, I, when you're going and it's, it's going good, I don't mind it. This year, I have one day in the sprayer. And that's 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 a first. Usually, I'm in it quite a bit, but this year we're so busy with the tiling. The sprayer is also a smoother ride, isn't it? I kind of wonder if that's maybe maybe why it's an old man job. Like, does he enjoy the? Well, and Zach, you know, you guys use John Deere tillage equipment, so the field is going to be a lot smoother Extra smooth. in the spring. <laughs> that was a very segue. good job, <laughs> yeah. Sam. Excellent. And that I believe is because of the rolling basket. Can you? Is like, that the line me rolling here, basket that you like? We're gonna saw off because it stuck out a little too long. Yep, that's the one. Okay. Yep. Well, it wasn't. It sticks that out it, too far, Sam. It just stuck out a little bit too well, far. Well, there might be an engineer at John Deere listening to this. They are. It's, it's they not, email us all the it's, time. It's not that the basket <laughs> sticks out too far. It's that the old tillage guys drive too close to the to the poles. The, and the drivers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put a flag out there. We have. They, I we was have told our, that just stick a flag like uh, on the frame around it, so you can see where it's at. Well, our, oh, a flag on the basket, or on the framing around the basket, sure. or somehow, yeah, I could see we that. Or a stub. I actually looked into getting a stub beam. I need those to on stick my out suburban. There and sticking like a pipe up from it. Well, but it, the stub beam, since it was painted green, was like eight hundred dollars per side. We have a. We so have, then I just decided we'll replace the basket when it hits a rock instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our older tillage guy always bends the. Uh, just on the harrow, bends the outside, the harrow that sticks a little further, always bends that. You guys out of soda? Yes. Yeah, me too. So after about the second time of replacing that, I pull into the shop one day and he's standing out there with a torch and he torches off the the sides of the harrow. Like, like Bob, what are you doing? What's he's like, ah, oh, this stupid harrow hangs out past and I always hit stuff with it. What's a harrow? That would be like a drag. Drake tines? Well, it depends yeah. on where you're at. Because I was just it's in Drake, Georgia. Randy. I was just in Georgia for a week, and the last time I was there, I was asking them what kind of harrow they had on the back of their tandem disc. Spike tooth. And they said the whole thing's a harrow. What do you mean? <laughs> what? What I've learned about tillage to me is that it's most. Uh, what would the word be? Relevant or similar to just the American language in general? There's twelve terms for one thing in general it's like there 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 tillage 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 digging the dirt up no it's a drag or is it digging or ripping or cultivating or what's the new one oh vertical tillage or Whoa. high speed disc high speed, high disc. speed disc oh yeah there's disking which there's is so still many i can't keep it straight and then you my, do... my dad's trying to Here's figure the out the thing. difference between you the high s- speed disc and the you do some of them in the, the spring like the 2680 True definition. That is the high-speed disc. Yep. And the vertical and the till vertical is a 2660. Till. Yep. You yeah. do the some of them in the spring. Straight. 
Straight blades. Or has the ability it doesn't to, to doesn't run. move dirt. That is correct. I guess I should be asking the tillage guy. Doesn't we, move let's just any leave him soil. out of this. Yeah, let's, you don't need me to talk about tillage. <laughs> I mean, that's not my job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like our our vertical tillage, we can go zero to twelve. You know, zero. You know, that blade's running straight through the dirt. It's, so, it, is it a is it a coned or a fluted blade? Well, there's, there's really there's three different kinds of blades that you would see on any kind of disc implement, and it's going to be a, a straight blade, like Coulter is what you would yeah. call that one. And then there's a light concavity blade, which what you see on most vertical tillage tools. So, uh, And then, you know, the, the normal concavity blade, you know, a okay. C-shaped blade is what and I, I guess would I be the best descriptor for the, that. Uh, the uh, universities will tell you if there's any kind of a concave, then it's not a, ver- then it's not a vertical tillage, correct? Ooh, vertical tillage as a market is a tough one to define. Uh, I asked one of our engineers at John Deere, you know, how, how we're designing our vertical tillage tool. And, and it's really, it's vertical tillage is a very gray and yep. wide definition, but it's really what the market wants it to be. I mean, we build what the market desires. And, yep. and the market wants fast Right, that's what vertical tillage. That kind of seems fast. to be the new push, doesn't it? Doesn't it, Sam? I mean, like people are going for now instead of seventy foot wide diggers, they prefer. They want something that goes ten miles an hour. Well, and they have to though, because for vertical tillage to do anything, you have to go fast. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to sit out there four miles an hour with a with a straight bladed. Okay, disc. what is a vertical tillage versus what we're doing on our farm currently, Zach? Okay, you do vertical. Uh, for, first, we'll back it up. Tillage, oh, we do oh, we do tillage in the... Uh, soda. <laughs> Billy likes to drink soda. Dang it, I should have done that one first. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Sam is the only one here drinking soda. We're just trying not to make him feel all Or depending sad. on most of Minnesota, pop. 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 Cold pop. <laughs> Sam has a pregnant Billy wife at likes home, to drink and so pop. he's minding his P's and Q's because he could have to leave here in a jiffy to get home and deliver a baby. Do we need to explain to the rest of the world what a jiffy means? A uh, quick minute. Yeah, like a jiffy loop. You know, where they change oil on your car. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I just thought that's kind of a Minnesota word. If you got to leave here in a jiffy, get home that's before the hot dish gets word? cold. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Isn't that a kind of peanut butter? Yeah, is, it's delicious. Is jiffy not? I, I In a jiff, that's, hot second. That's... Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's just her Minnesota accent that made me think <laughs> if he's got to leave here in a... Oh, I, if Sam's got to leave here in a jiffy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what do we do in the fall? What kind of tillage do we do on our farm, Zach? On the, the fall. on the corn... Oh, it's different for corn or soybeans. Yeah. On the, on the corn ground, we'll run a deep ripper. I guess that's what we call it. Okay. So let's leave it there. What's the difference between a deep ripper and vertical tillage? A lot. It's, it's, it's a big difference. Uh, Pretty much not. There's really nothing the same. How can digging the dirt up be this different? I just well, vertical it's, tillage isn't digging the dirt up. Well, what you're, is you're, it then? Your vertical. The tr- Somebody let Sam talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you're gonna no, have I to like get to, more assertive. I like to, for people to tell me what vertical tillage is, oh, and then I can and, tell okay, you I'll why tell you. our tool works well for that. So is what is what they'll tool. for the vertical tillage is all yeah. you're doing is size management. You're 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 dicing, you're slicing, you're chewing up all the stocks, the trash down to little itty bits, but you're it's, not, but you're not turning the soil over. Yeah, I mean, there's 
you can there's some soul disturbance and that's part of the mixing portion of it right yep. and you say slicing and dicing and making french fries yep uh and that's the biggest it's probably the bigger portion of vertical tillage is uh you know chopping down sizing down residue and then the other portion of it is just how much you know how much burying you want to do or how much mixing you want to do and that's yep. That's the whole, when we're talking about a lot of vertical tillage tools now are adjustable to some degree and ours is, is very, you know, zero to 12 degrees and that's a big amount of adjustment. So that's a, a big amount of customization on how much you want to turn over. Do you want to turn it more black or do you want to, is your main goal only just to, to chop up and, and size residue? Right. And we can go everywhere in between. Yep. We had a, uh, um, Great Plains Turbo Max and that had... So that was wavy blades. What do you call that? Not fluted. Fluted blades. Yeah. They look kind of like a sawtooth, right? Yeah. Yep. And then you could go zero to, uh, I don't know the degrees, but five. Five? Yep. Oh, and you can go to 12? We can go 12. Holy buckets. John Deere. That thing will move some. Because you could feel feel the horsepower in that thing. We had a 40 foot. Oh, yeah. Um, and, And when you'd go from zero to five, then, if that's what it was. I mean, it might be six. Be Don't five or in six. There. Yeah, nowhere near twelve. You're saying, right? Yeah, wow. But we, uh, uh, it didn't work as good in our heavy ground as we wanted it to. We couldn't get it in the ground. Uh, lighter ground, it worked great, but in heavier ground, it it didn't hardly do anything. Well, and that's there's a little bit with a with a blade that has any kind of concavity to it. The lighter of angle you go, the the harder it is to get it in the ground because there's a little bit of suction force you get off of a blade at an angle. So the more of an angle you have, the more, you know, that blade will suck itself into the ground. Okay. So I'm going to take a stab at this. There's all these different types of tillage equipment because there's so many different soil types and it's all about being cost effective. Some of the equipment costs more to run than others, maybe because it has to dig deeper and take more horsepower and yeah that, that's all some of it but then there's also different crops different geographies right farmers who are going for a different you know just a different preference on what they do with the soil right i mean one, sure. one of the things i like about the vertical tillage is you can you can beat up and open up the top layer of soil and and break up the how like the, it'll sometimes kind of seal over yep and it doesn't want to dry out you can break that surface up without pulling all the roots out and obviously we're 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 farming a row crop um what's it called when you till between the crop like a strip till strip till well we don't do that here but they do that yeah there's not much strip till here or are you thinking of cultivating well, I think I was thinking of strip till well be back before the roundup days i mean we still have a cultivator sitting out there so a couple times throughout the summer like instead of spraying like we do now we'd run the cultivator We'd spray too, but you couldn't Between kill everything. Between the rows, you ran yep, a cultivator? you drive down. I hated that job more than anything. So what's the difference between cultivating and strip tilling? Well, strip tilling, to me, I mean, I think to everybody, strip tilling is the same, right? After the crop yeah. is harvested, you could run a strip till machine, or you could do oh, it in the spring or fall. strip tilling is a form of almost no, it's a... It's like a half tillage. It's like half... It's and then you like, plant straight into that tilled strip. You're only tilling where you plant where you want to plant. Oh, so when they do that, they they in plant a, a row over the next year. They're not planting in the exact same spot as they did last year. Correct? Or a third of a row over. I mean, the idea typically is to keep the roots intact from the last crop. Yep. And just you're just disturbing sure. the soil where you're going to actually plant into. 
Right. Wow. I to me, strip tilling. I think I think it sounds awesome. I I, I wish. But we our had a strip soil tiller. is so dark; it would still be an issue, right? Or maybe not. I don't know. I, th- I think is it's it, a, it's a it, but it's it awfully dang expensive, expensive to try and not it's have it work. Expensive. It's a whole different well, cropping system. It's as expensive as anything else. What we have now is expensive. I assume Strip it requires that, uh, more GPS, right? Well, not more GPS, but it's a GPS. You would definitely need GPS RTK. to use that. Yeah. So we've got a uh, buddy down at work. He's he's a little bit south of us, a little bit lighter ground, and uh, so he wanted to get into strip tilling. So we hired a guy to do some strip tilling for a year or two. Um, I think he actually ran it, just rented the bar from the guy. Yep. And then, so three years ago, he bought his own, and then we've had nothing but rain for three years. He, he I think he used it last year for uh, like a hundred acres. So it's been sitting now because it doesn't work when it's when it's wet. So it's something he wants to make work and it hasn't yeah, worked out. So now, so he's, there now again. he's got the investment and it's been sitting in his shed for three years now. There you go. And yeah, he's just disgusted. He doesn't know what to do. Like, right. And he and this is a guy who wants it to work. Right. Yeah. Yep. Sam, yeah. what do you want to sell? What's your favorite piece of equipment to sell right now and why? Moldboard plows. I'm I'm really looking to get that moldboard plow back <laughs> up and going. You know? I well, have no idea I what think, that is. <laughs> I think I think ultimate disturbances. Yeah. So, ultimate disturbance. Yeah. As long as you turn it all over. We we just about went close to that today so today we just bought on an auction a wishick disc that was today just today yeah oh we were talking about this i thought i thought you owned this thing already one o'clock today so dylan's going to get it tomorrow morning and i'm gonna use it tomorrow but uh stephus auction uh i believe it was stephus yeah yeah Uh, but that's about as close you can get to a mower plow without being a mower plow isn't it yeah a lot of people call that like a disc plow it's a heavy it's it's the heavy one the uh eight 60 whatever yeah and, heavy well, yeah and we have we have plows of very similar style as well i mean we and i mean if you name it we make it it's, you it's know, just it blows my mind i still zach and i have been together like 12 years now right i think we're there uh, we've been married 12 years together yeah we're over 12 yeah. years we're well a long 12. time and every spring and fall it's like ripping what what I don't even know what the terms used now because now I just get the smorgasbord from YouTube. I can't even keep it yeah. all straight anymore. Well, now I mean we really only have the three types of tillage. The best way to break down tillage equipment is there's kind of four different areas for tillage equipment, and a ripper falls into compaction, you know, mitigation or getting rid of the compaction in the soil, especially when it's wet. The more you drive over soil, so you're digging deeper. Yep. Okay. So you're digging deeper to get rid of areas basically areas below the surface of the soil that seal themselves off from the subsoil yep and so like a lot of and especially with the last couple of years with our issues getting just in here in the business right yep getting rid of water uh and getting rid of too much water and we've had just too much moisture in the past and so that's and that's one of the biggest you know, yield influencers in this area is management of the moisture that we have to deal with. Moisture. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but but if you have that compaction layer there, that's when you'll see these big ponds out in the middle of the field that where the water's not going anywhere uh, because a guy maybe doesn't have drain tile, but the, the, the water isn't going anywhere because there's a, there's a compaction layer that's just keeping okay, it in its place. Okay, what's number two? 
Number two? Who does number two I, wait, work wait, for? I want is what she means. No, you're talking number two for a different tillage? Yeah, he said there's four categories. I, w- I want to I want to touch on that quick. Oh no, we have to come back to it. Oh, uh, all right, make write it down. Note. Somebody make note. Writing down. We'll come. Writing we'll down. Come back. <laughs> See, I give I give everybody a notepad and a pen. But the university <laughs> will say <laughs> that tillage causes compaction. Okay, what's number two? And that <laughs> we can, that's a whole other box of worms there. Uh, and I think the other the other huge piece of uh, when you're when, especially when you're talking about a conventional tillage operation is seedbed preparation. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you're trying so to achieve something you want different. Your your seed to come up happily and be merry with the soil and not struggle. Because if it struggles, then. Well, I mean, when you're talking seedbed preparation, for me, I want it. I want the seedbed nice so that the planter can do the best job that it's capable of. Right. You always want to plant your seed in the best possible place. Sure. Let's sit on that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, and then, just as far as seedbed preparation goes, you want to create the garden in the field of Eve yes that's I'm trying to trying to make these very relatable but uh, you try to make that like garden type environment when you put that seed in the ground you have the best soil to seed contact you have the best you know air soil moisture mixture where you put that seed yeah yep. so okay. do you ever feel bad about you know killing earthworms geez that's a tough question uh, I don't think we kill any earthworms liar <laughs> The earthworms, they're at a different level. As Somebody the rest told of the me tillage. that when you cut a worth earthworm in half, that that is then two worms. So well, we're making more worms. Are you? Are you <laughs> I've never actually thought. <laughs> I about read it this. on Google. Technically, vertical tillage increases worms. It's like Fantasia. <laughs> so I've never thought of this before. But when they talk about the earthworms, are they actually talking that you're killing earthworms, or that no. your soil's not I healthy enough? I've never it's, heard this it's, before. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a soil health thing. They're saying yeah. that the earthworms are there because the soil is healthy. Yes, or not there because the soil is not healthy. Right. Earthworms prefer compacted soil, or no, no. Earthworms prefer a somewhere healthy, in the middle. It, no, no, a healthy, busy soil where the microbial bacteria. Ba- bac- bacteria. So what would the bacteria <laughs> of the microbius okay? is is oh boy is strengthenized. <laughs> What so why would tillage not be good for soil health? Because you're ripping all that apart, is what they'll tell you. You know, if you really want to hear these conversations, you could check out my other podcast, which is the Fieldwork Podcast. Yes. And we're gonna have Mitchell in here from Continuum Ag at some point and do kind of a crossover thing with him, and he could talk on that for a Hours. long, long time. Yeah. Mitchell, we look You'll- forward to the conversation. He just found out now, if he's listening to this, he just found out that he's going to be on here at some point. Nice. Okay. I'm going to have to ask Annie and Amy if that's allowed, but I think they'll do it. Okay, so Mitchell's, Mitchell's coming, and that's going to be a super awesome conversation to have. But to me, is tillage a boring conversation? Like, are, are the farmers listening to this right now going, come on, Becky, we all know what tillage is, and, you know. I would say the farmers are listening to this right now, and if they're a no-till guy... They're saying like you idiots. Yeah, they're no-till. mad at us. If the they're no-till deep guys. tillage guys, they're like you idiots. What are you talking about vertical tillage for? And if they're vertical tillage guys, 
They're saying you idiots. What are you Gosh, talking about? You reefers? farmers it's are polarizing. a real bunch of judgmental bitches. <laughs> <Yes>. Seriously. <laughs> oh, Rebecca. Check yourselves. <laughs> but oh, before you wreck yourselves now. On as far as that goes, and especially in my role, I don't I never tell anybody how they should farm because everybody I mean, farmers geez, I don't want to say this. This is a hot word, but Farm, well, so we'll call them fingerprints, not snowflakes. Winers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but everybody's different. Every single farmer, I mean, the, your neighbor's farm's different than you, right? And I don't tell anybody how to farm, and I don't tell anybody how to do their tillage. I let them tell me how they want, the, what they want out of a piece of tillage equipment, and then I try to make our tillage okay. equipment work for I, them. I want the one-all tillage equipment that works in a wet fall, a dry spring, a dry fall, or a dry spring, Dry fall. I want and you one want, tillage equipment. And we want and you, it now, Sam. And cheap. And you want it to decomp corn stalks really well. Yep. Dry the dirt out in the spring and then also be able to be used for soil bed prep. Yes. I want to One piece up, of tillage equipment. In the one fall. all. Like, what is it? There isn't one. There might be one, but it won't be perfect at everything. Could there be, I mean, how many different, this has got to be a thing. How many different soil types are there in the United States of America? Three. That's it? No. No, it's no <laughs> hundreds. It, no, no, it's not even. It's it's thousands. Is it thousands? It is yeah. thousands? Just in the U.S. Really? Yes. They have okay. got it broken down to that. That's insane. Do you guys want to know what the name of the state soil type of Minnesota is? Oh man! Black. Last time I talked to you, we no, had this conversation, what and is I it? don't remember. Well, we're, it's one of the coolest names. Also, my grandpa's name. It's the soil type called Lester. Mm. Really? Yep. I've seen that actually. We've got a lot. Of, it shows up in there. So I don't, everyone's always asking. You were always wondering who's Lester. Well, Randy's doing yeah. every plow job ever. He's reading the papers like Lester. Gosh, this guy comes up a lot. Soil types and there's like, like we have, we have forty soil types. Like guys are always saying, well, what kind of soil? Well, I know it's you know, so it's basically like sandy loam clay or well that's all we are is clay everything right. so sandy coarse textured or, yeah, yeah clay like yeah clay. a but, general but in there then they always have the 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 lester the yada 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 yep yeah yeah and what's cool about minnesota and then it's covering you know north and south dakota as well as there's so many different i mean you could you there's a potato farm that's maybe an hour to the east of here and it is Not just even, pure yeah. sand Yep. I yep. want to talk about potato farmers. Do we have time? I want to. I, well, okay. technically, you're the one running the board and looking at the computer. Like, I'm just sitting here drinking soda, talking to my buddies. So potato farmers take a lot of heat. I think they do. Well, I where we are. I don't know locally. if all of them, but specifically here for sure. But like he was saying, but I want to go back to that soil type thing because I think most people, if you're not from this area, you don't realize how diverse it is from from literally 30 miles east of here. To 30 miles west of here, you go from gravel Sand. to the Red River Valley. Right. What is the Red River Valley? Sand? Black dirt? The yeah. Red River Valley is a very, very, very heavy clay, clay. soil okay. that if you could pick that valley up and set it in Illinois, I think you'd grow 700 bushel corn. I, I typically work in about a 40, generally it's a 40 mile radius. And we go from, so guys are always asking what, what we lay tile at for a space, you know, like if we're doing a pattern tile. And and we'll do all the way from 25 foot all the way up to, I've done as some as wide as 80 foot. And sometimes that'll happen within three, four miles. Yeah. And and I can tell on the plow. 
um, you know, if I'm doing a 65 or a 70 foot wide pattern based off the soil types, the, uh, some soils will drain better than others. Yeah. So we look at the hydraulic conductivity is what, is what I look at to, so then, and then in that I'll plow shallower. So, uh, the, the narrower, the tighter the soil, I'll plow shallower because I want to stay up out of that clay, that tight soils. And so I'll plow 2.7, 2.8 deep, no problem plowing it. Don't even know that it's in the ground or when I'm that type of soil it's pulling hard like i can feel it the whole time yep and then i'll go to the other where i'm plowing 70 foot wide and i'm plowing at 3.2 3.4 deep and i don't even know i have a shank in the ground like like i, I can just i can go just pulls that much easier yeah and, and three pulls. miles later it's right. completely different hence the reason that there's 4700 different so types I, you of tillage still haven't answered what's the one tillage like, well and to answer that question if we could make one piece of tillage equipment that would do everything um, you need about uh, sixteen thousand horsepower, but we we just put hitches on all of them and just see. If Can you make thing. a sixteen thousand horsepower tractor? But could you do like do a it. transformer? Like we could just add to it, so it's so it's thirty foot wide in the fall or or or, 12, or fifteen. Is there like a build your own like piece of tillage equipment on John Deere website? I think there is actually. You, you I, go. To I believe the, it's called you build, go to your the tillage and it's build your own. <laughs> really? Well, it's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> But, but that, you I mean, would think that you uh, would, if say, imagine this, you'd have like the the steel frame, okay? Imagine with Becky. And I don't know what you call the steel frame. What does it have New a name? segment. Frame. The green piece. The frame. Steel frame. The frame. And then uh, spring and fall, you could remove the discs or whatever they're called. The attachments? The attachments to change them out to add something different is that just you know what would happen if they did that they would just buy a second one <laughs> everybody would be like how convenient would it be if we didn't have to do this and we could just buy a second piece just of buy a second equipment. one and set this one up for fall and this one up for spring that's a great idea I'll call Sam and suggest it well, John Deere twice the money you better get on that <laughs> but I mean there's a more there's a there's definitely a shift in making tillage equipment more versatile and and you're talking about you know dropping off this or, or or adjusting that and that well and I'm I'm shifting here but um, you know with like our 2730 ripper and if you have true set on it you can true adjust set. machine yeah true set mm. ooh it did seem when I edited that video I was riveted I did enjoy it and I told her I'm like to this this one might get boring like there's some good one liners jokes between me and Sam there was but only I don't know 27 that's what she said jokes <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how good of a video it is and she calls me up like this is fascinating. I had no idea. This is awesome. I thought so. I Plus it has that's what she said jokes left and right constantly. <laughs> I didn't say anything. No. Uh, but having the ability to adjust all the sections of your tool from the cab, making the adjustments easy so you can, you know, so you can customize your tillage, right? On the fly from right. the cab. The, the, the trouble that we have with that is, so our, our tillage guys end up being... Um, the sheriff that comes and drives tractor for us three nights. They're the part time guys. They're the housewives. Or the They're the retired year old guy guys. That, that retired. That no you offense. Need, you need to use the lock. We button love you, on the people. I'm one of them. them I want that, that opportunity, but I could definitely see that being the, the hurdle. But when I'm in a tillage, if I jump in a tillage, like like that's what I want. Like, oh man, I wish I could just raise that blade a little bit here now, and I wish I could this and that. But but I know on on our farm. 
that's who is doing Here the Here is an idea for John Deere. Go when ahead. Jim calls Zach and says, the iPad just won't do what I need it to do. I've only pushed 22 buttons and whatever. Jim, Jim doesn't, Jim's not bad at, at the button pushing. Okay. Well, whoever it is, there's mm-hmm. a man out there. He's got to defend Jim. We all know there's yeah, that Jim guy. Jim listens to the podcast. <laughs> Jim, you know I love I you. I can't say whether he does or not, but, but I'm but I'm defending Jim but saying he's there, not too much of a button pusher. But if there's a, you know, like you're saying, a part-timer who's really not capable of running the true set. We'll call him Todd. There should be a way for the Todd. manager, for there should be a way Tim. for the farm manager to access the true set remotely and be like, Todd. Don't touch would that, anything. Would that be called the remote access display? Is that a thing? That that's a thing. Kind can of. Can you adjust true set no. remotely? Because you can't actually adjust anything, which is you can just see it. Annoying. No, no, and and so we, that, Sam. At, at this point, yes. hey, you know, it's good feedback. Good ideas. Good ideas. You we're always working. Hey, hey, we're always working on the next step. The right? ultimate would be would be cameras. Out, out the back so you can see everything it's doing Yep. and then the remote access display you can actually adjust it so then you could just look at what the job is doing and be like ooh that's not real black hey let's change this and then it becomes or, you just need a or ooh that's way too black here I'll adjust this right yep yeah and what we got right now you know we got presets yep so you can change everything at once with one push of a button and you can say hey you know part time guy whatever uh, you know, this field we're running, we're running preset one. We're running, you know, most of it's light ground. Just get, push button number two, or push button yep. number we, two. And that's what we. That's how we explain it to Jim, and he loves it. He loves true set. We do. We have uh, AccuDepth. Is that what's called? The the so you can adjust it from the cab, but it's like the whole thing, just one shot. Yeah, yeah. AccuDepth was kind of the predecessor yeah. to true okay. set. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we have is AccuDepth. Then, um, so is where I really use that is in, in the field cultivator. So I'm I'm constantly uh, drive by a field. I get in a field. I I call them up. Uh, Bob, raise it up. Like this is a little wet. Just just keep. I don't want mud balls. Whatever you gotta do. I mean, we don't. I was watching someone's YouTube there in Iowa, and they're they're doing uh, planting. So they went out there and they dug down three inches and then made a little tiny mud ball and then went. Yep, we can't plant yet. Let's wait another day. We have never planted in conditions where we could not make a mud ball three inches deep. In <laughs> they didn't want to plant because they could make a mud ball three, three inches, inches deep. deep. They dug down three inches deep and they could make a mud ball. Oh, yep, too wet. We'll make too wet. They wet also action. don't have wells there, I bet. This is like Montana. Well, no, I think it's just warm just, enough. They yeah, till and then the it, it dries out. So anyway, oh, so our, our thing is is you got to keep that digger shallow enough that you're not just making mud balls. So, so I'm constantly yeah. calling Bob. Uh, uh, raise it up half an inch. You know, see what that does. Okay, that looks better, right? You're you're knocking the wheel tracks out, but you're not making mud balls anymore. Yeah. So that part's been really nice. We've actually liked the AccuDepth. I don't care that. how wet or cold it is when I'm planting, as long as it's not picking up mud on the gauge wheels. I'm throwing seed in. Right. And the, that's and the, it. And the Get diggers, it in there. And the digger's not making mud balls. You're not planting into marbles. Yeah. Get the digger out uh, uh, 24 hours ahead of the planter and just so we're not keep the gauge wheels clean. We're not deep tillage guys for that reason. Is we're always in that muck crap but it's where we struggle is with the rippers so because it's too mucky to run a ripper to run a ripper deep Mm. so we we don't want to go we don't want to go deep because we end up just making that so if we rip 12 inches deep next year we spray everything at 12 inch ruts 
Like that's 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 kind of how our ground is. Because your ruts go into the depth of the tillage. Yeah. Yeah. So so we rip shallow. Well, then you end up with the ripper. Well, especially the older ones. The older ones had like the thirty inch spacing. You know. Mm-hmm. So you, you you tried to rip at six inches deep with a thirty inch ripper, and and in between the rippers didn't do anything. Right. So S- what story of my life trying to get so, six inches deep? <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. <laughs> So on, on a ripper, what is the optimal depth to run a ripper? Well, and that, oof, that's a, a oof. big question. Yeah. So it's, I mean, and we, we give you a really complicated sole probe to go down and you, you know, you push that thing in the ground. In, in, the, in, the, in between or on the actual shank? Any, any point in your field. Because it should be uniform. It, it's Somewhat. trickier in Minnesota because of the frost and, yep. and, and how that boils out and, and it can shift or you know change that compaction yep. layer but you know so a guy up here especially if you're wanting to check you know where you want to get rid of compaction layer you you got to find it first right yep and uh so you, you know really when you use it i mean and it's a very rudimentary method but you push in the ground and you wait until you know you feel a lot of resistance and then once it breaks free you grab that you know the amount that's still out of the ground you pull it out that's, that's your compaction your... layer and that's ideally where you want to set your deep ripper is to get rid of that layer okay so i imagine sam i imagine you go to national trainings with other tillage specialists from around the country from with john deere like you, are you meeting up with the guys from california and the guys from new york well, there's four of us right now and we cover four of you for the nation really there's only we, four of you that do your job <laughs> yeah. Is there one I mean, in like, Texas? Really? And you only yeah. cover three states? We, no, we... Uh, but I, this is, okay, but my question I was... I cover three states. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm you're, wondering, I is your, is your, wow. what is it called, uh, region, is it the most complicated because of our weather and the four seasons compared to... And the fact that he's got the Red River Valley where we grow 250 bushel corn and Western North Dakota and compared, where we grow 30 bushel wheat. And when you're compared to like Texas or California where they don't necessarily have four seasons. Well, so we don't, we don't cover the 50 states with our... We're focused so okay. I'm, oh sure yeah so we're we don't we don't have regions that just span all 50 states hawaii and alaska okay so four yeah so there's four of us and we mostly cover the midwest and then like i was just i spent Rockies last week down in georgia when yep. when we're needed on a, didn't, on a basis didn't the devil where, go down to georgia so you spend they, they yeah. have the the five of you and you're the specialist because you're right at now. where this is bread and butter area. This is where the most farming is happening. Yep, this yep. is this is the target market basically. Yep. And then when you're needed in these other areas, maybe they'll send you there. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Were you on a peanut farm? I was on a peanut farm. I was yeah, uh, potatoes, I cotton, think, a lot of cotton. Potatoes down in Georgia? Zach should and go tag along with Sam for some YouTube videos. This was exactly Sam what... Sam and I can do YouTube together. I was down with a guy. He's a, a peanut and cotton farmer. And he's like... I asked him, I said, have you heard of the Minnesota Millennial Farmer? He goes, oh yeah, I watch his videos. Which... He must not have watched that many because he didn't recognize me. <laughs> oh, this guy was a phony. <laughs> but he he was saying, he goes, it'd be interesting to have him, you know, 
Because it's a whole different animal down there. Yeah, and, right, right. Yeah, than we're used to up here. I have no idea how they farm peanuts, and I think it would be awesome to just go, I'd have so many questions. They grow on a tree, right? No, it's like a bush. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. It's like I a so. bush. <laughs> peanut bush? It's a bush, right? Question for you. If you, you shave the bush, does the peanut the look bigger? Or below the ground? Come on, that was a good line. Well, now you're there under the ground, I talked, aren't I they? stepped on your touchdown call right you there, did. too. You did. Son of a... <laughs> Peanuts do grow underground, don't they? Yes. For a second, I was thinking they were above ground, but they are underground. They're considered a... What's their... Uh, they're not a lentil. What are they? Because are peanuts actually considered a nut in the food group? You a guys legume? Maybe don't. I was just going to say, are yes, they a legume? A legume. A legume. I believe yeah. they are a legume. So they have special equipment that digs them out, flips them over, and then they have another machine that comes through. And I actually didn't know that they were grown below ground. I thought they grew like a soybean. That's really embarrassing. You're so ignorant. Candy. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, blanket. You're being That's ignorant. That's like the time I went to Montana and learned that they didn't have wells. Like, what do you mean you really have to, like, pay attention to when you're brushing your teeth and, like, yeah. actually shut the water off? Here in Minnesota, yeah, that, jeez. Oh, so, so I'm looking back through my notes, and I have this down, but what about the universities written here? So the universities will tell you that that tillage is why the water won't leave the field. Do you have a, Do you have an answer for that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a one part answer, right? Yeah. Um, cause I've, I've tried to jump on that, that bandwagon, like, like, uh, I've, I've really tried to get behind all of that. And then I go home and we, we, we farm and I'm just like, but that's not what we're seeing here. So I, you don't think tillage creates some compaction? Well, I know it does because I, I talk when we, when we till six inches deep we sink the next year the sprayer sinks to six inches deep or and you don't want to create do. mud balls in the spring because correct but then when, but then when we don't till we also don't see the water leaving so do you think this because i'm going to play the devil's advocate here and i'm going to go with what every no-till guy i've ever talked to would say if you didn't till for yeah. 10 years 10 years would the soil profile change enough to where you'd get better water infiltration and you wouldn't have that issue anymore? Because of because of guys telling me, I would say yes, but I don't think we'd be around farming to see it. That, I think, is the difficulty. Because in that amount of time, you would lose so much income off of that, yeah. that the fact that you couldn't get stuff planted or when you did, it would turn out like crap. Right. And your neighbors would swallow you up. So we've tried... Uh, um, so obviously we're in the in the in the drainage tiling. So the the well pattern tiled stuff that we have of our own, um, which we've only started doing on our own the last few years. So we, we're trying to do like a quarter year or something. So we've been trying to do some no till things, and even even some of that we've left in the fall, like uh, bean stubble. We try to plant in the spring, and and maybe it's just uh, you just got to get used to it. Like conditions aren't perfect, but I try to plant corn into that, and I've got. I've got smearing sidewall smearing, and I've got yep. the this the the seed trench is sticking to the openers and actually pulling a slab of the seed trench out with the corn seed, and then I can drive behind or walk behind and see corn seeds laying on top of the ground. Not a lot. Yeah, maybe that's a trade off that you it doesn't just have be to be okay a with. lot in order to make a 
have a but big I'm, effect. But we have precision on the planner, and we have this, and we have that. Like we're 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 taught that that that's where it starts is planning. So now right. I'm going to purposely go out there and not do the best job I can of planning. So then we always end up going back to tillage. So so to go back on the compaction layer, so you drive a rod through, and then that's 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 how you you're supposed to decide, and that's how you're where to till at. And yeah, and what what you're talking about though is the buzzword there is soil structure. And that's yep. what you'll hear is with tillage, you're you're blowing out that soil structure. Aggregates. Yes. <laughs> you want big old aggregates. Big old aggregates. But and and so oh, you know, getting rid of that soil structure is bad and, and that's the first thing. But then there's also a lot, you know, there's pros and cons to both ways to, to farm. You know, if you're talking full conventional versus full no-till, I mean, that's a very different farming style, you know, and it's, there's challenges, there's pros and cons to both, and they work very differently in very different locations. So, in the, you know, there's, there's a chemical side to that as well. It's, it's a really yeah. long and complicated conversation, and I could never do it justice on my own. But um, it's, and that's, it's a tricky, and it's a controversial topic for sure. Are you saying that perhaps there, there is not a one size fits all fix here? That, that's the best way to say it. Yeah. And how many, again, let's repeat, how many different soil types are there in our nation? 12,862. You wrote that down. Gosh, you're good. Which is, <laughs> you believe me. <laughs> is that the real number? No. What I mean, it? I doubt it. There's a chance, but it's pretty slim that I nailed it. Hey, I found Siri. it on the Google. Hey, Sam, you taking a big old steamy leak? Sam, I didn't flush because I didn't want there to be a noise. So don't Ooh. be embarrassed about my pee. If it's, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, it's flush clear. it down. Uh, over 19,000 soil series have been identified. That's incredible. So doesn't Siri doesn't use Wikipedia? Her answer doesn't... No, she just redirects you. you all yeah, but she phone? doesn't redirect you to the top answer, which is generally going to be Wikipedia? No, she... Yeah, she redirected me. No, but Hold on, let me go get my Encyclopedia it, Britannica. 19,000. That's almost 50,000. <laughs> almost. Yes. Sam. Nobody listening is going to understand that that was almost like an inside joke between us last time. It comes from Family Guy. There was probably eight people that caught the Family Guy reference. Do you know what's really funny? When I edit the videos, like this, I am very, very literal. Zach knows this about me. Randy does. Like, I'm actually not that funny of a person. I'm just. You are literal Becky. Basic Becky. Okay. (laughs) Basic Becky. (laughs) <laughs> so I edit Zach's videos and uh, like I listen to it, sounds great, put it out there and then I'll go and I'll read the comments and they'll be like, oh my gosh, that was so funny. The one liner referring to what's... She doesn't like, even catch the jokes. I don't just even editing. <laughs> it, it's straight over her head. And they're like, oh, the editing is phenomenal and I'm just like... Yeah I, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah well, is. yeah, yeah. Like, I caught that joke and cut it just perfect. <laughs> but I do. I always, like, when there's a joke, there, it's strange. It's like, yes, but... It's the guy running the camera knows when to kill the camera right away. You know, how you can, you just know how your wife's going to edit it. No. Most of the time you do, though. Sometimes, though, I get annoyed with all of your comments. Like, okay, do this now, and then do that, and then do this. And I'm like, oh, shut up. Well, I don't have that many comments. 
you've got this fall you had a lot of editing comments and I was just like ignore ignore you keep up ignore. on your comments on my comments on the channel yeah you, um, for a long long time I tried the best I could to keep up with the comments and to answer as many as possible because a couple of reasons number one is an engagement on YouTube is always better right the more comments you have the better and I want to keep people engaged and number two because I mean if this is going to be our next episode also. We're going to go a little bit more into detail oh, okay. about... Are we going to do that? Yeah, I think uh, so. Cut cut that. No. No, no one, it could be a little warm-up. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, on our next episode, we're specifically going to be talking about uh, farming and uh, social influencers and this world that we've suddenly found ourselves to be in. But for now... I guess we have to talk about tillage some more. No, I don't know. Yay! I mean... <laughs> tillage! Yes! We don't have to continue Sam, going on about your, tillage. We what, can... what's, what, what do you want to talk, Sam? What do you want well, to ask Sam I was about? just going to say, like, if, if we don't want to talk about tillage, we could go back to how Sam is just freakishly huge. We could do that. Sam, what's your... F- I get it. I need to mix in a salad every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> kind of self-conscious about just, it, but thanks for bringing it are up. Are you a born and raised Minnesotan? Yes. I just said that Minnesota. <laughs> she definitely, I thought she was going for that. I always, come out I that always way hang the O out there when I'm talking to people outside of Minnesota, too. I was like, they're like, where are you from? Minnesota. All of, that, all of the YouTube world, not all of them, but I think the majority of them thinks that I'm from Canada. They're like, she's lying. She's from Canada. That's because they're not from here. Like, it, when we talk to somebody from Canada, it's immediate. Like, bam, within one sentence. Oh, oh north of the border. Or at least north of Grand Forks. Yep. Did you grow up on a farm, Sam? Yeah, I grew up on a small farm. And uh, shout out to the people in Wasika, Minnesota. Raise the roof. Where's Wasika? Central? North? North? South Central. Between, uh, you know, bigger cities would be like Mankato, Watana. Okay. So you you probably know North Entrenching then. North Entrenching is in Wasika. Yeah, it's actually... North Entrenching... Funny you bring that up. They are... Ooh, maybe a mile from our farm. Oh, okay, cool. That's, yeah. So your that's farm is still, you, your family is still farming? Yeah, so, yeah, me and my family, my, me and my dad farm. You uh, still farm? You're farming? I help. You I help. help out. Yeah, I, you know, I do more than tillage okay. uh, on the farm. If well, my dad says I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you, yeah, are me you too. the horrible tillage guy that they're like talking about when you leave? They're like, God damn it, Sam took the roller cage off again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, so funny you mentioned moldboard plowing. We still uh, use our moldboard plow. Uh, it's one of the small pockets in the United States that's still moldboard plow with, you know, some, it's fairly popular right in our pocket of area, okay. but. Uh, my dad still won't let me lay out lands with the mobile plow. He still oh, no. has to do it before I take the plow out. And I'm like, Dad, I'm I'm supposed to be a tillage so expert. Is he, so is he is he one of these that always does the land in the same spot every year? So you end up with a with a swale in the field? No, he's very he's yeah. he's, he's anal the other way of, yeah. of of making sure that doesn't happen. Well, his response when I say I think I could could handle that, he goes. Do you own that plow? No, I don't do technically him, own do that. Do you tell him you're the John Deere tillage specialist? He guy? knows. He knows. <laughs> you will earn your keep, Sam. That's it. That's he it. knows. He just don't care. That's right. We Growing How up, How many that's, acres we, does your family farm, Sam? 
I believe now we're at a whopping, and just hold on to your belts here, about 300 acres. You guys are like a serious, this is like the small town family farm, which that's what, um, I don't know. When Do we need to ask the like, kids upstairs to be quieter? I don't think so. a lot of thudding I going on. I didn't mention it, but I am not picking anything Go Walmart, up. Dad, on him. Well, you just, you just, I think it was your talk when you were in the Twin Cities. Ah, so you, you watch my videos like when they come out. I, I think it was on your, yeah, it was on your YouTube video, right? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, they asked you if, if people can actually, you know. Like, can you be a small farmer? Can you be a small farmer? Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? 300 acres? Is that a... And I'm... I don't even think 300 acres is a small farm. 300 acres is a lot of land. I mean, when you think about, like, people who are not familiar with acres, because believe it or not, there's a lot of people who don't even know what an acre is. Yeah, it's about... Yeah. For those who can't, like, see a what... A football field. It's How about... Many? Yay. Yay. Yeah, it's yeah. about... Well, well it's, a, it's... It's actually... It's about a mile by a half a mile. Okay, of but continuous farm. Randy, yeah. that is not a good enough explanation. A lot of people don't have a good enough Five thousand two hundred and eighty feet for, for those. A mile. I need a football field. How many football fields can you fit into a mile? About a square mile. Three. Oh, a square mile or acre? Oh yeah, acre. Sorry, we're talking acres. Do the math quick. A square feet on an acre? It, Wasn't then, it football, well, it, football field? While you're a at square it, square feet on our, a football field. For yeah. our brethren yeah, okay. from the north, how many kilometers? Kilometers. kilometers. Oh, you know what? Going. They're closer than I thought. So a football field, square feet on a football close. field, is. I, I, I oh, already pushed God too many sakes. buttons. <laughs> Damn it, Zach. You always blame Jim, but you're the button pusher. 57,600 square feet. Okay. In a fo- in a football field, in a football field, yes, yeah. yeah. In forty two six eighty, is an acre forty forty three five sixty. I was real. So how many acre. football? So a football field is actually bigger. Bigger than an acre. Yes. So One you're talking three hundred acres. So say two hundred and two hundred and eighty and sixty football fields. Imagine being from the city and telling a person about. Like they're they just they, they don't get it. One thing one thing too I think a lot of guys don't understand too when you're talking of, of the farm size the family farm. Um, also, like you farm with your dad. Yeah. You guys farm twenty five hundred acres. Twenty six something. Twenty six right something. Yeah. Yep. That's two of you. Yes. You each farm. It's well, that's it's what two I always I like. Hundred yeah. acre farms. Yeah. Okay. So two, two full time people on this farm. My dad and myself. Right. And then so our we, buddy Jim would be the next like. And Jim is still very, very part-time. Like, he works full-time, oh, more than full-time, harvest and spring. Yeah. But other than that, like, he's a retired guy who, you know, he yeah. welds. So When we need him, he's here. And he shows up. We, yep. we have, we're about about double that. We have, we have Terry and Todd, the two owners, and then now DJ and I are, are both in there. Yeah. So there's, granted, we're a very small part, but there's there's four of us there. And then we run, we run, uh, I'd say two and a half full-time employees, you know, out of there also. So there's, there's, uh, four or five, six, there's seven families getting fed off of that farm. Like, like that's our, that's our thing. That's incredible. But that's not, but that's not off that. Your farm is not a normal situation. You are running a full-time drain tile crew. You have a mechanic in the shop. You are cleaning yes. seed. So you're than, selling dog food. So other than the mechanic, <laughs> so the mechanic, 
is only a mechanic. He doesn't leave the shop. He he's just a he's a mechanic. But it's a part of the business. That's a part right. of the business. So, but the but rest they don't. Of us, so when you're tr- you don't like when we call John Deere for things, your farm maybe doesn't necessarily do not that as, as much. Uh, truck mechanic. So when when sure. our truck needs wheel seals, he's he's more on the truck side. But he's you not guys so still work there. on your tractors more than we do here, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. But run. they also have three times the equipment. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And we like, run a little. We have we have I'm a blacksmith saying. shop in there. I mean, we've got all the iron workers and we've got all that. But but in the same point, you hire how many part time guys do you hire? Um, two to th- well three three, three, three seasonal yeah. guys and then Jim. Yeah. So we. We don't hire any part time. We have we have one uh, uh, buddy who's a sheriff that'll come drive. That's not a few true. Nights. Your dad comes and helps seasonally. You get Kenty out there. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, you have some seasonal like a, workers. Like a night here and there, but they're not they're yeah. not like for the season. No, but there you but you have some seasonal. But help. that's where we with the tiling we shut down the tiling. Everybody from the tile crews moves well, over to the harvest. The Half the people go to their own farm. It's oh. a perfect business plan. That's like when you work on snowmobiles in the winter and then you do dock removal or I don't know what it but there's, there's snow yeah. Like snow the lawn rem- the lawn care guy does snow, snow removal. removal. In the winter. Yeah. yeah. Like you it's the perfect seasonal thing, which yep. and we, we just, just jump in, Sam. Forth, yeah. Just well, jump in. I would say that most like my dad, for example, has a full time plus job. Yeah, and I think a lot of guys not uncommon. There's a lot of guys that if you got you know a hundred some you know hundreds of acres, they're they're not normally a full time farmer, right? You know, yeah, right, yep. I I I I mean, mean, talking about the diversity of a farm in general, I know I don't. I'm trying to remember what where this came up in a YouTube episode or what it was, but. The diversity of farms and the dynamic of cash flows and how it works and how many employees you have. For example, I think was it on that interview I did with um, Angela Davis? Yeah, I yeah. think that was it. And all the things that come into equation: Does your wife work on the farm or off the farm? Health insurance. Health insurance right now is such a huge, huge, huge thing. Do you have a kid coming up behind you? Do you have five kids how coming up behind you? How many kids do you have coming to find? Are you? they all married? Are they all boys? Did, were you farming? Are you farming with a brother? Two brothers? Yeah. Are they all married? What do their wives think of this? Right. Did somebody die early? Does somebody's wife have a super good job and make a million dollars a year? Did your father die when you were two year old, two years old, and you're going to inherit the farmland from your grandfather when you're eighteen? Right. I mean, there are so many different. Just because Very you're cool. a farmer doesn't mean your situation's the Does same as the guy down the road. Does your farm have a extracurricular business on the side, like tile plowing or seed cleaning, or, or YouTubing? YouTubing or what? What was uh, selling seed? Right? There's a lot of farmers. I mean, our seed salesman. His full time job is. I mean, he's not our seed salesman, but. He farms he full farms time. He farms full time. And, yeah. and then his side thing is seed. Side. His side thing is seed, yeah. And his wife helps him out with that. Like, right. she operates the forklift when he's in Beyond the Beyond her full time job. Yeah. I know. Yep. And if you have one kid, is he, you know, a gigantic behemoth like Sam the Tillage Man? <laughs> yeah. Or is he more of a slight slender build? Right. Yeah. Because maybe then you're going mean, to need two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, Sam, dude, does Sam your could, child show up to plow by himself? Does he your could. child show Is that interest? the reason? Like, did you pull a lot of plows as yep. a child? I still have the harness. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> Custom harness. 
Does do, I mean, there's just so many variables to that. And I don't, I mean, I think that it's something that even our family personally as an inner dynamic maybe battles a little bit because it was so much different for your parents than it is for you and I because I have always, not always, but since we've had kids, I've always been self-employed. I did daycare. So I may have always made damn good money, but self-employed, so we've never had insurance. Whereas Zach's mom... Or a 401k. Yep. And whereas Zach's mom always worked off the farm, had health insurance and 401k, and that was, you know... Maybe even dental. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, I think you did. You have pretty nice teeth. <laughs> I, heard you're I heard you were whitening them the other night. Uh, do you whiten oh, your teeth? Oh, we can tell this story now. Uh, in the winter. In the Only winter. when he's doing public speaking. Well, yeah, when your teeth, when they're not white and they're whiter than your profile, <laughs> when your skin tone. This <laughs> is a good story. Okay, so we have this litter of kittens, Luna's kittens. We're going to jump from my teeth to kittens? Well, it all rolls It'll make sense run. in the end. Yeah. So we, Luna was the kitten that jumped on the camper with us and she went was the on pregnant the 13 cat. day long road trip in the mountains of Glacier State National Park. Pregnant. We get home and she had her kittens. Then I abruptly ran her over after she had her kittens, but we won't get it. I mean, she did that to herself. She did. What the hell? Was There's she... an SUV driving in behind you Slow and you choose to not move? motion. She, I mean, death is going to happen. I don't know. But, okay, so we have this litter of kittens, right? We finally kick them out of the garage because Zach said we had to. I move them to the deck. And I'm sitting in the living this room is a good story, Sam. one night. <laughs> this gets good. This is like last week. I'm sitting in the living room. Last Zach. Week. This, was, this was right after harvest. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted physically and mentally. Oh, this is I have had enough. Out. Zach had thrown his back out, oh, so it was. he was soaking himself in our the, jacuzzi tub. The day after, I could bathroom. I could barely walk. It was everything That's an I image had. Right there. Did you have? <laughs> was there bubbles? It was. Yeah, of course there was bubbles. It's <laughs> yes. a jacuzzi tub. Who would take a bath with bubbles? And it was everything I had to be able to step over the edge and get into the water because I was also in some whitening pain. Whitening his teeth while he was soaking. You in brought the your tub, sailboat okay? with too, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean I bring yeah sailboat and bubbles. So Stucky. I'm in the living room watching the gold or whatever it is that I watch on a Wednesday night. And all of a sudden, I just hear this awful, like, screeching, like something is dying outside. And so I fly off the couch, I go to the sliding glass door, and there is an owl, no shit, like, from me, three feet away, and it's got one of our, like, baby kittens, like, pinned down by the throat. Like, it's, it's like... A great horned owl with the giant yellow eyes that it's don't move. Like, it's got to move its head to look around. So, I I really, I was pretty calm at first. I just start grabbing whatever I, I'm not going to approach. You were pretty calm? At first. I mean, we're talking the first 12 you seconds. You screamed the loudest scream I've ever heard to well, the point where. 16 seconds in. I had was first. Was yes. I guess I don't know. I heard the scream is what I, I heard. I had first Just like, like sunk into the tub. Like I grabbed. <gasps> oh, like took my took my first full breath in you had eight just, weeks. You had just hit play on Enya. <laughs> Wipe the bubbles from your face. I was too nervous to approach the owl. So I start grabbing everything I can from the table and counter and throwing it at this owl and it will not release my kitten. So then I start to like slam the door. It's a sliding glass door over and over. And this thing is not going to let my cat go. So then I finally like last resort, I like scream really high pitch. <laughs> like, you know what the girls do just like that. <laughs> and Zach, that's the that. point when I completely as crippled as I was, 
flew out of the tub. Like, because in my head, I'm thinking, I heard the, I heard the glass door slamming. He thought a YouTube and then creeper I, had came to kidnap I me. I did, and then I hear her scream, and I'm like, I mean, just my instinct just kicked in. I tore off out of the bathtub, left the big tooth whitener thing sticking out of my face, right? Like, wide open, full bore, ran out of the bathtub. And I get to the point where our bedroom meets the living room, and I look through and see her still at the sliding glass door, chucking stuff out. So I pull the thing out of my mouth and I'm like, what's the deal? Like, what, what do we need? You, what's going did on? Did you throw the tooth whitening thing at the owl? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I couldn't see the owl yet. I couldn't see what it was. I just saw her grabbing stuff off the kitchen table, throwing stuff out the door. And I didn't know what was going on. I just know that I have a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson four feet away. So I grabbed it out of our closet and ran out soaking wet, completely naked, through the living room, <laughs> through the kitchen, behind her, and I see... An owl holding, like, clinched with its its talons wrapped around one of our baby kittens, and it's just staring at her from three feet away, and that she's chucking would everything not she had leave. at it. It was not. It was not. It was leaving. a very bizarre situation, and it was large and in charge. So then I was faced with the like. You can't shoot an owl. Do I put one in the owl and tear my deck apart? No, you can't. You can. You, this is a federal offense in Minnesota. You cannot kill. An yes, owl. of course. That's but, but what you, I was concerned but about. You, but you can. Yeah, you can. Whatever. We live in rural Minnesota. Nobody's going to come out here and be like, you know, we were doing a count and we were missing an owl. Unless you do a podcast about it. (laughs) Yeah. At which point maybe I wouldn't have said anything. However, I made the choice. We did not shoot the owl. I did not shoot the owl. No owls were harmed in the recording. I did not shoot the cat. Did you Um, shoot anything? No, we fired into the air. We? Twice. I fired into the air. And it took off, not super fast. Like it, it dropped the kitten and took off. And then I fired a second one just for good measure. And then I, I mean, that, that was basically it. It was, I suppose Onyx came walking down like, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> like mom was screaming, doors are slamming. Dad is shooting things. Dad, Dad's- why are you soaking wet and naked? <laughs> it's just another Thursday. <laughs> it was like a Tuesday at 9 p.m. Uh, the girls never came down and it's their kittens and they, they were, were still out. awake. See, I had to shoot past Onyx's bedroom window. <laughs> the girls are like, huh? What? Like, uh, I don't know. No, so now no, we had, Dad's probably screaming. shooting at another owl. We had six kids. Kittens, we're down to three now. I do think that the owl got one, but not the one that we busted it on. That The one that we caught it on, we still have. I don't think the owl got any. You think it was Anna, our killer dog? Yeah, they have all they were all located. I mean, if the owl would have gotten <laughs> one, you would not have located any well, of them. Here's your your warning. My my dog will kill you because she kills cats. We have German Just Shepherds and 40 calibers around here and we'll come at you naked. <laughs> <laughs> but that was... Uh, which I've, one's more terrifying? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's no doubt which one is more terrifying. I've always told her, like, if somebody... I'd I, be like, I just realized I opened up another conversation. <laughs> but I, I sleep very naked because nobody wants your undies all twisted around you, right? Oh, the rest of you don't mind? So anyway, I no, sleep naked. It, yeah, when you roll over, like... They no, untwist? I, yeah. I think you got the wrong kind, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, I've always had this dilemma in my head. Like, if somebody breaks in and I got to do something here, I, I have firearms to take care of the situation. And I got We have the angry dog. 
I have everything I need to handle this, but I don't have any pants on. Like, do I th- throw sweatpants on first? No. And that was a situation where I was like, do, do I, I mean, I got sweatpants. Do I pull them off the shelf and put them on first or? Maybe just keep right. them hanging by the door. Yeah. Well. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I mean, this I usually gonna... do have a, a nearby pair of sweatpants. <laughs> you do, but you're, you do not respond quickly. Our carbon monoxide detectors <laughs> are also synced to our security system. I didn't respond system. because the damn things are always faulty. No. And I laid in bed going, That is oh, a it's lie. A, this was early it's into just the a drill. system. But wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, every time. They go off every few days. Through, through, our security system never goes off. At that point, it had gone off several times. I wasn't that but, worried about but it. But through Liar. the carbon monoxide story, I did learn from Becky, not myself, that... You sleep with socks on, though. Yes. Well, that's because. That's because. <laughs> hold Don't on. They get all twisted. <laughs> <in>? <laughs> like, yes. That's and the one sucks. thing I have I, to take off. <laughs> when did this turn into Let's Bash Zach podcast? Well, the no, I I hate sleeping with socks on. I hate it more than anything. But if I don't have socks on, my feet are forty degrees colder than the rest of me, and I can't. Neuropathy. And right? I can't sleep. That actually runs in my family. I literally can't sleep. Okay, so the carbon monoxide. Sam, you're a tall guy. You got some long limbs on you. Your hands and 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 feet don't get super cold. No, I have uh, excellent blood flow. My feet are just fine. If if, if my he's foot good gets... looking, got a great voice and excellent blood flow. So the security system goes off in the house at like one in the morning. Like we're not just talking like a fire alarm. It's like. And it was loud I, enough to wake me up. I we all, we all woke up, and I also I did not do what I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to grab my device of security and you kill, right? That's what you do. But instead, I immediately get up and I disarm the security system. Like it's all fine. It's just this is an error in the system, right? So I've I just have a slight up. headache and I feel really tired. Yeah. Oh wait. So it's just an error in the system. But when I no, use that no, as an excuse, an, it it's was, a bunch it, of BS, it right? My, it never goes off. Right. But it was my. So but I got whatever. So we disarm. I oh, get whatever. Up, I disarm the system. I'm out there like walking around the house, making sure the property is secure. Like, and then making I don't sure know. the property is secure. Shotgun over shoulder. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Here comes Zach strolling out of the bedroom in in the nude with his tall socks. Crew crew cut, is that what they're called? Um yeah, probably. Crew cut. They go up socks. to the, the bottom of the calf there at the bottom of the calf. Calf high tube they socks, look, look two like red this. stripes. Yeah. <laughs> and Crocs. Because <laughs> so nothing they look, those Crocs, Crocs look like this. <laughs> socks socks and Crocs, nothing else. Because right. Zach also has Because I have tender, tender feet, feet, you guys. <laughs> I hate this podcast. Can the name can the name of the podcast be Zach's little tootsies? Tenderfoot, <laughs> tenderfeet, and tillage. Isn't there a uh, dinosaur named Tenderfoot or something? I think we should cut the, the mic. Tenderfoot times. So, 
Zach came to my rescue. I hate you guys. In the nude with his socks and Crocs. Just standing there. Like, what's, what's scratching his belly? Like, what, what's going on? We've gone too far. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Picking, he's standing there. Standing there with one finger in his mouth and the other one pulling the lint out of his belly button. Sucking the belly button. That alarm went off real good. Yeah.